Well, Halloween's come and gone, and once again, here we are Bye-bye. celebrating yep. All Saints Day. Woo! If you yeah. wanna have a good time, I don't wear a tail. My favorite song. I don't wear yep. a tail. And, you know. Uh, in, in honor, of course, of, of All Saints, uh, let's do Halloween for another week. So put on your white sleeveless tee and get ready for... <laughs> Spawn. <laughs> what year did that song come out? Was it also 1997? Oh, I hope so. Let's look it up. 1997! August 1997! You're kidding me! <laughs> the same month. The same month of the same year. Really? We rule. We are the best. <laughs> totally planned. Totally planned. Totally planned. Synergy. Oh, man. Play that theme song. This may appear to be only monkey business, but in reality, it's very serious. Okay, turn down the All Saints. Merck has something to say. I was just going to say, hey, welcome to the show. Yeah. That's all. That was, a, that was really great. Thanks. No, thank working you. On that, wait, working on that for weeks. Ooh, uh, yeah. Welcome to the show. Um, I am one third of your host, Merck. I am another third. My name's Bri. I'm also a third. There's three thirds that make a whole. My name's Kyle. Welcome to the hole. Ow. The news hole. The Kyle. Ah! Uh. Getting sucked into my news hole. Current Zero News Flash. Starting things off, we have all the news you could possibly want here in 1997. That's right. We have news about uh, Rob Liefeld. We have news about Wesley Snipes. But not at the same time. That's right. These are two <laughs> separate stories, baby. If only it was one story together. Ah, uh, we'll see. Uh, but Rob Liefeld is uh, launching a brand new comic. He's got things to say, very relevant things to say. It's a comic called Airborne, but it's H-E-I-R, like an air. Mm-hmm. Born. Mm. I was born spelled. Um, Clever. Yes. It's, it's about a, a world in which a family of superpowered beings have subjugated the world, and only the select few get to live in luxury and comfort, and uh, kind of a, a civil war erupting between these two sides. And of course, you know, the, 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 the person in charge is the magistrate, which, get this, everybody, get this. Prepare for your socks to be blown right off. You better hang on to them. What a wild concept. He's an he's an evil Superman. Can you Whoa! imagine? Can Jeez. you imagine? Whoa! He's even his, Guys. his costume even Whoa. has the exact Whoa, the socks <laughs> came right his off. Socks his socks actually came right off. Oh, oh they my actually God. came off. I'm seeing his socks. I am my seeing shoes his socks, got everybody. Fucking destroyed. Yeah. Soxy. Oh jeez. I gotta go buy shoes now. Uh, so, yeah, so this is a, a new comic coming out, um, and he's, uh, you know, he's, he's pumping that up. It's, uh, he's his the most, uh, socially conscious I think he's ever gotten, and he's, uh, he really has things to say about this story that we definitely 
haven't seen 4,000 times in the last decade alone. <laughs> uh, but have we seen their feet? Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, I know. You know what? And, and I, I put it on myself as well. I also yes. make fun of uh, yeah, yeah, Liefeld yeah, yeah, yeah. as much as the next guy. But you know what? Done pretty fucking well for himself. And he's got more comics published than all of us put together. That's, that's true. That's Listen, a fair point. That's true. It's low-hanging fruit. I apologize for that. Um, A few other details that I picked up from a preview. I'm not sure when this is coming out exactly, because I think it's just sort of whenever is... Um, uh, it mentions that, like, nobody can own guns in the underworld of poor people. So there's, like, a, a gun rights message at the same time, which is interesting. Ooh. And uh, there was some part where, like, the goal, like, literally the roads and superhero utopia up on, like, a Mount Olympus kind of a thing is what it seems like. Uh, the, the literal gold roads. And I don't think I would have a lot of fun driving on those. I don't, I, I'm just trying to, what would it be like to drive on gold? Well, being Canadian, everything yeah. would freeze during winter, and you would just slide down that gold road. That's true. <laughs> like, fuck! Yeah, yeah I mean, I bad. have enough trouble yeah. driving on a rainbow road. Why can't they all have, like, the things on the side to keep you in all the time on rainbow road? Just, just it it's like bumper cars all the way down. Bum, yeah. Bum, yeah. Bum, bum, bum. yeah. Anyway, I'm way off track now. And on to Wesley Snipes. Uh, and this is also Please. a new comic series coming to you from Wesley Snipes. What? Uh, it's called. I didn't know this existed. Uh, what Not Publishing, who I've never heard of before, um, is releasing. I have heard that name. You have? Yep. I haven't. For... Yeah, I have. Well, then I am ignorant. And uh, <laughs> I apologize for my ignorance because they're bringing us <laughs> Not the, Exiled, the Exiled by Wesley Snipes, uh, the art based by uh, Gabriel Esquivo. Uh, and there's other co-creators, uh, Adam Lawson and Keith Aram. Anyway, so it's about a hard-boiled hard detective named Niles Roach Washington. Roach, in quotes, has to be a nickname that people call him Roach. Uh, as he, Roach! Yes, as he's pursuing a serial killer 5,000 years in the making. And uh, he's he looks like a, you know, like a, he's a detective. He's got like a, his, you know, badge on his thing. But uh, he wears a lot of black. He seems to have a long coat. He, uh, I think he might have sunglasses, and he might look a lot like Wesley Snipes. So all uh, I'm saying is, the Blade movie that's coming out, it got delayed because uh, the director quit, and they're trying to, like, you know, rework things a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, listen, Wesley Snipes is coming out here with uh, an original character that is Wesley Snipes, with, you know, sunglasses on and kicking a bunch of ass in a dark world. He's going to beat you to it. He's going to beat you to it. That's going to get options. Oh, my God. Blade is going to get outbladed by Blade. Blade is going to get cut by Wesley Snipes. He's Blade. As he says, he is literally Blade. Anyway, this comic is out in January. So uh, if you need some Wesley Snipes comics in your life, created, or at least co-created by Wesley Snipes. God knows we all do. Don't. Don't be some motherfuckers trying to ice skate uphill in January 2023. Ice skate on over to your local comic shop and tell them I want... What's it called again? The Exiled. Ah, uh, the... Yeah, uh, yes, that. <laughs> and then Rollerblade back home. That was stupid. Okay, my, my story... My story does not link directly to 1997, mm. but it's pretty... 
pretty goddamn close. You know what? You tell uh, us the story, and we'll try to figure out a way to make it linked to 1997. Oh, there is a way. I, 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 that's I, I our can promise. T- uh, originally, if you recall, many, many moons ago, there uh, was a Spawn Batman crossover. Yes. Uh, that mm-hmm. happened. That was yes. 1994. Not oh. 1997, but that's 1994. True. But coming out December 13th of this year, uh, what is that? Like 28 years later. Yes. Yeah. Is another Spawn Batman crossover. Uh, written by Todd McFarlane himself. Mm-hmm. Art by Greg Capullo. Yeah. Which is pretty fucking great. He's a fucking great artist. There's a, a Jim Lee variant cover, which I saw. It looked pretty good. Apparently, the, the, the gist of it is the Court of Owls somehow enlists Spawn to destroy Batman. Is is the gist of this? Uh, checks one, out. They one, do like their zombie-looking dudes. Yeah, it's a one-shot, forty-eight-page uh, deal, and yeah. uh, coming out December thirteenth. Hmm. I I Just have literally already pre-ordered this. I I literally did, and uh, really. I mean, like, I didn't have the Spawn Batman crossover back in the day. I didn't really read much Spawn and stuff like that, but I'm just like, right now, I'm like a Todd McFarlane, Greg Capullo, Batman Spawn, right now in this moment in time. I want that very much. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. I'm excited for that. I couldn't figure out a way to tie it to 1997. I apologize. That's okay. I did my best. I was like, you know, 48 is nine times seven, and that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. It's not. That's 63, when Spider-Man... Welcome to the warm-up! Alright, welcome to the warm-up. We're doing a a, a thing that we have done before. I don't think we've done it too many times before. And it is called Character Smash! (gasps) So basically the idea of character smash is we take a comic character and uh, another whatever character, whether it's a real person, a celebrity. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like looking and you're laughing. I'm like, did I say what's the idea? The idea. (laughs) Did I say idea? You did. And Brian, I have just been mugging stupid faces at each other. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. The idea just a bunch of uh, is that you have a comic character and then you have another, uh, whether it's a celebrity or a literary character or somebody else, whatever, and you mash them together somehow and make a new character, whether it's like uh, just a full-on mashup, an offspring, just taking bits of whatever and, or however you want to do it, come up with different powers, different origin, the story. Uh, where would they appear, supporting characters, whatever you want, as much or as little uh, fleshing out of that character as you'd like. Uh, and to begin, mm. I'm taking Marvel's Dazzler <gasps> and the songstress herself from Iceland, Bjork. Whoa. Whoa. Smash it. Smash it. That's a lot. Like, Bjork is already a larger than life personality. Even without mutant powers. It's true. true. Or is Dazzler now from Iceland? Mm. Does Dazzler have a swan dress? Is Dazzler Bjork? Can we create can we recreate Dazzler who is normally, you know, very, very sort of poppy yeah. into someone m- more 
weird an experimental yeah experimental uses is there a better light powers way to describe yeah in very artsy oh. weird ways she's making aurora borealis and yeah and it is but she's in also her kitchen. she's also mm, she's mysterious mm. i am making <laughs> aurora borealis <laughs> <laughs> that sounded just like bjork yeah i think it would be great if bjork played dazzler in a movie yeah, Wouldn't that they be should do that. Yes, they should. Why not? I mean, she. You know what? She should play Dazzler in uh, the next Deadpool movie, because I feel like Dazzler is not a character they're actually gonna get to for yeah. twenty years. So just put Bjork in a Deadpool movie and make her Dazzler. Here's my prediction. Mm-hmm. Then when you see shortly after we they introduce the X Men, I bet you Dazzler is gonna pop up. Really? I just have right. I just have that feeling. It's not like a regular go-to, but it's almost an obscure nod that they would just be like, "Let's do her." It would be an interesting thing. See, normally anyway. like like traditionally the MCU has been so shy about using superhero names. Yeah. But in the last couple of years, you know, post Endgame, they've they've really started yeah. to do it more and more. What do you mean superhero names? Like when did they ever call Daredevil Daredevil before she-Hulk. Well, but that's the Netflix, maybe. But every yeah, other yeah, okay. MCU I, character I picked, I picked has been called. Random, but like, I'm going to pick the one character is, is, that like, supports my theory. That was a main plot point was like her name being like you know her superhero name, and yeah, that being what people know each but other like, as. So often they just instead of using a superhero name, they'll like just call someone by their last name. Yeah, Stark, Rogers, like they're like they're all Banner. you know paramilitary folks. Yeah, exactly. Which is, you know, again, they were following the Ultimates lead at first a bit. Just a bit to ground things just a bit. And then, you know, I feel like they outgrew it rather quickly. But they, you know, once they actually fully moved on to a different era or what have you, then uh, maybe they're just going to... But with, with someone like Dazzler, who that's a stage name, it's not yeah. it's not specifically a superhero name, it's a stage name. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. And maybe it's Bjork. Could it be Bjork? Could be let's let's move on to the next one. I've got a whole list, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do a couple Sorry. off this. Wonder Woman and Quentin Tarantino. Oh, oh no. no. No, no. <laughs> and yes, you please. can you can you can do whatever you want with this. I I don't want Quentin Tarantino to do to do whatever he wants with it, because I don't want <laughs> to see Wonder Woman's feet. I'm sure she has beautiful <laughs> feet. I don't want to see them. Not particularly. And, she has you know, those Wonder long Woman... boots, and I'm okay with not knowing what's under those long yeah. boots. And, like, Wonder Woman could put the lasso of truth around uh, Quentin Tarantino, but who would want to? Who? That's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, just no! what you want is Quentin just Tarantino talking not. more. Let's, yeah. let's not. <laughs> okay, moving on. Magneto. And literary creation uh, from the Irving Welsh book *Train Spotting*, Mark Renton. It's just it's just Grant Morrison's <laughs> Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> the end of that run. That's it. Checks out. Yeah, checks out. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> love All that right, run. I'm good but, with just uh, that. I'm good with sorry. just that. Uh, sorry, Grant. <laughs> any X Man. Any X character, and any kid in the hall. Oh, man. 
I want to. Okay, cast the kids in the hall as X Men characters. Yeah. Okay. See, we're doing a totally different thing. I know. I, I know we are. I'm. I'm sorry, but that is if we're doing a totally different thing, and that's totally yeah. fine. Do it. I enjoy it. Scott Thompson. Oh, Scott Thompson is. <laughs> no. This is oh, much more difficult than I expected. Long shot. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say Magneto. Sure. I want to okay. see a Scott Thompson Magneto. Let's see a okay. Scott Thompson Magneto. I, I want to cast them again. I'm going to choose the original five X-Men is where I'm going to go with these. Uh, just and because. I'm going to choose the original five uh, kids in the hall. Get out of here, Bellini. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bellini is Professor X, obviously. Uh, um, uh, I'm going to have Scott Thompson be, be Warren Worthington, the angel. Dave Foley is Gene because he's the most attractive woman. Absolutely. Yeah. I said that too quickly. Yeah. Bruce's Iceman. Bruce's Iceman. McKinney Cyclops. That <laughs> really? I would have put Bruce as... Oh, no, I guess it's not original. I was going to say it's Wolverine. And, uh, Kevin, Kevin is just a weird beast. Just a weird gangly beast. High-pitched <laughs> beast. <laughs> I love that because we were like, oh, yeah, we got a we got a guy whose nickname is Slim and we've got a notoriously slim guy. But instead, Kevin McDonald is Beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's perfect. Or just with the high pitched voice. Hey yeah. guys, yeah, yeah. My stars, my stars and garters. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. It's not what you intended, but it's where it went. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. What the. F- Today, we are talking about a certain film, a certain masterpiece of a film that was nominated as the 1998 Blockbuster Entertainment Award nominated favorite male newcomer, Michael Jai White, Mm. favorite supporting actor in the horror series, John Leguizamo, Mm -hmm. favorite supporting actress in a horror movie, Teresa Randall, and winner. Not just nominee. Oh. No, no, no. Winner. N- winner of Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. Worst film. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> of the year or uh, like of all time? Of, it's like, <laughs> that, like, although it came out in 97, I believe these are all 1998. Yeah, yeah. 1998. So the Fangoria Chainsaw Award winner for worst film, 1998. Spawn. Spawn. Let's discuss Spawn. I just want to tell you a couple of the other horror movies that came out in 1997 real quick. Yes, I uh, we had We had Scream 2. We had Anaconda. We had An American Ooh. Werewolf in Paris. Oh, oh, God. And something just called Trucks. Because nothing's scarier than trucks. They're pretty scary on the road. Hmm. That was a bad horror year. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like some other, some good ones came out too, but I didn't list them for, you know, reasons. <laughs> for effect. Right. Wishmaster, Mimic, Event Horizon, Cube. Cube. Event Horizon came out. Oh, yeah. man. Event Horizon is one of those, one of those most amazing oh, yeah. movies ever. Where it's we're going, so... we don't need eyes. We, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sam Neill well, we're or. Going. We don't need Jurassic Parks. <laughs> Sam Neill or Peter Gabriel, whatever. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right. One of uh-huh. those guys. Uh-huh. Anyways. Anyways, we're talking about Spawn. We are. The classic. Not yes. available on any streaming platform. Spawn. Exactly. Oh, uh, no. Let me just say, I had to purchase this on YouTube well, in order good to thing. watch this. Brian, did you have to purchase this? No, he had it on DVD. I didn't know. Nobody told me. I could have lent you guys this. I could have no, passed no, it no, around. I saw those DVD <laughs> menus. They're fucking poisoned. They are poisoned. <laughs> oh, yeah. Poison. You know, you know, so I, I'm, I'm sorry there was an expense. I guess take it out of the, uh, take it out of the bucket. <laughs> take it out of the bucket. Please. <laughs> Zero issues bucket. Yeah. No. Uh, that's totally fine. I'm fine owning that movie. I Wait, did you uh, own it or rent it? I've only purchased a couple of videos ever on YouTube. And one and of those that is Spawn. now One of those <laughs> is now Spawn. Yep. Well, welcome, to, hold- welcome oh, to our first year of our annual Spawn rewatch, I guess, because we got to <laughs> get the money's worth on this. Mm-hmm. The thing is that that uh, yeah, it actually we could uh, we should live uh, live stream that donate it all to charity. Um, and you your yeah, we'll one actually is probably better quality than mine. And you're really gonna need that better quality to really appreciate the uh, the sheer detail in these uh, CGI effects. Yeah. Okay, we were discussing this a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Just the idea of like parts of it are not bad. Like you got to take it for what good. It, it's it's yeah. 1997. So, you know, what computer effects and such are still really in their infancy. Yes. Right. But they, they went hard there is on a them, m- there is a marked difference from one points of certain points of the movie to the other points of the movie where like there's and you you're looking at three main parts. There's Spawn's cape yeah. Oh is, no! I mean, the less said about Spawn's cape, the better. It fuck. is. It it's is horrible. A, it is a red flutter. You couldn't of madness. have just given him a real cape at any yeah. point. Yeah, really? Exactly. You couldn't like photograph and insert real yeah. fabric flowing somehow. Just, just run, no, like, you couldn't some do really that. Really good wires in this cape and just get a freaking fan like off screen off camera you know you're that and it's than so this. it's so big like i know spawn's yeah. cape is ridiculously big but it's way too big like could you imagine spawn getting in a car with that yeah no no yeah. Way. or getting on a he could he could hardly get, get on, on a, a bike the cape would there's, fill the bus there's yeah. a reason it would just disappear Take every half seat. the time when the shots were too complicated to work in a stupid cgi cape or he's just walking around in a weird spawn meat suit like <laughs> So there's that. There's the, yeah. the cape. There's um, Violator. Yeah. Who I think is not bad. Yeah. Is actually not bad in terms of the all the effects the, some in this of it movie. Is practical effects and yeah. some yeah. of it is some CG. Some it does bring in real stuff and then the CG. It's not the, bad. Like part of it is the cuts. The, time. the cuts are so quick and Violator interacting with his yeah. surroundings is is really quick. Yeah. Uh, so you don't really get to absorb what it may or may not look like too much. A bit of a bit of background knowledge on on again, like the violator, the actual physical like prop, like the actual like physical effect was done, uh, and uh, the the visual effects supervisor Spaz Williams, uh, and he named after the dog. The dog named after him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he was named after the dog, yes. Uh, and he he created the T Rex in Jurassic Park. Indiana Williams. Sorry, anyway. 
But yeah, he was uh, he was one of the people who created the T Rex in Jurassic Park. So he like he he's yeah he's like had, a, a major people. figure in had, in effects. Absolutely, they had Greg uh, Nicotero from Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, he's moved like, on to be hmm. you know a big like yeah. a very yeah. very like very they had big a talent big in, in the actual like you know physical practical effects area. So it's just like oh man. <laughs> But you know what? It's 1997. It's yeah. early. They're just starting. But I mean, like you, you know, you see some of the Jurassic Park. It's like I'm not a wonderful combination of like you know actual practical and digital effects that just work so seamlessly. <laughs> oh boy. So then you jump to the third part of the the effects, which is yeah. Hell and Melbolgia, which yes, yes, is fucking brutal. Did like you not know? even. Oh, that's bad. It's like, what the did, hell? Did you guys like, know that hell was a tube? <laughs> yes. No, no, I, I had it written down as and a, in, a fire in, colon. In television. Yeah. Mm. It's, uh, you're going into the fire colon now, Al. Yeah, and you know what's down there is a bunch of other spawns, and they are all looped animation. Yes. Yeah, it's, like, exactly. it's like Mortal Kombat background characters or something. Yeah. And they're just partying. Yeah, I think I saw Blaze and Hornbuckle down there. That's a Mortal Kombat <laughs> joke for your Mortal Kombat heads. I mean, he is in Mortal Kombat now. It all makes sense. True. Oh, fair point. Malbolja looks like, like it, it's got the top of the head. And then the bottom jaw, it's almost South Parkian in its, yeah, like, yeah. flapping of, like, hey, guy, welcome to fucking hell. Here yeah, we go. Yeah. You're my house, Bob. Like, uh, it, it's But if so anything, ridiculous. he sounds more like Fred from Scooby-Doo, because he's voiced uh, by Fred from Scooby-Doo. That's true. Is that not Dr. Claw? Well, okay, it, it's Frank Welker, and he's doing his Dr. Claw voice. Frank Welker is, is one of, the, like, the most, he's one yeah. of the biggest voice actors. But, yeah, he's just doing Dr. Claw. Oh, it's yeah. totally Dr. Claw, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and next and time spawn. Exactly. <laughs> and he's got his cat there, and his cat's like, meow. And I could be wrong. Am, am I making this up in my head in that when I first heard it, I immediately, I went to Dr. Claw, but be first, I went to Apocalypse. Did he voice Apocalypse at one point? No, too? no. Or, sorry, not Dark Side? Uh, oh, Dark Side. Oh, I, I want to say he oh, did. He did Dark Side in the old like Super Friends cartoons. I'm not sure. Well, somebody's going to hear some typing uh, because I'm. Yeah, it is. It was Frank Welker was a Super Friends Dark Side. Oh, there we go. Right. Wow. Ding 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 ding. It was Frank Welker, and it's basically it's the same voice. Doctor <laughs> yeah, Claw totally. and, and Dark Side are the same voice. And Malbolgia. That's they're all just have a have a, have a we just do a mashup of the three. Yeah. Just have a, yeah. a do a drawing of the three of them. They're all they're all waiting uh for a doctor's appointment and just making chit chat in the in the waiting room. Yeah, yeah. Can we talk about the cast of this movie? It's pretty yes. good. It's not bad. Like yeah. you know what? Apo- I, let me just say Apocalypse Now is one of my favorite movies of all time. Martin but this Sheen, is second. This is second, maybe third. <laughs> <laughs> behind Dr. Mordred. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But, and Man Thing, of course. And yeah. Man Thing. Yeah, it's like 3.5. Um, and if, but, if we have our yeah. way, he'll be, he'll be edited into those movies in the final cuts. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Martin Sheen in this is brutal. Oh, like, yeah. Just... I mean, it was a paycheck, of course. His tone... 
uh, yeah, it was a paycheck. I get it. Like, it was just so, I don't know. It had, like, just a certain tone that it was like, I'm going to do this. Like, oh, yeah. So overplayed. I'm a bad guy. Yeah, look at me. Yeah. Like, good God. It, it felt like uh, I there was, like, a behind-the-scenes stuff, and he seemed very pepped up. And I don't want, I'm not going to speculate as to, like, what was going on with Martin <laughs> Sheen in the mid-90s. He seemed pretty uh, tapped out. Oh, yeah. And he was, like, talking about how, like, his grandson, his oldest grandson, like, said, like, oh, he was talking, somebody was tr- asking him about being in Spawn. It's like, Spawn's the biggest combo character of all time or something, <laughs> his grandson said to him. And then he's like, all right, then I'll sign on. And then uh, I choose to imagine he read the script and then screamed at his grandson. <laughs> Beat him severely. <laughs> Nothing like the idea of oh, Martin Sheen just that. yelling at his grandkids. <laughs> what did you do? You told me Spawn was going to be huge. Yeah, exactly. He thought this was going to be like his Marlon Brando Superman thing, but no. I noticed a lot, like John Leguizamo is in this a lot as clown. Yeah. Um, and you know what? He's the best part of this movie. He is, he is absolutely, he's too much. But he's way too he's too everyone much, else but is he's, doing nothing. Everyone else yeah, is doing nothing, so yeah, he's got to do something. He's got. He carries a lot. I really, I didn't notice it when I watched it in 1997. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really, really short in this. Yeah, like yeah. John Leguizamo has got to be on his knees for some of it. He's he's crouched and in like a weird position for a lot of it to make him look yeah. smaller. Yeah. The prosthetics work. I would, you know, give this guy a, a medal because that. Does yeah. not look comfortable. He no. has, at his age now, probably has major knee problems from Spawn. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I would assume so. No, I, I believe it was actually a really long process. I'm going to... Who who else was in it? Michael J. White, of Let, course. Uh, uh, Michael J. White. Let me just mention one thing about Leguizamo, though. Yeah, uh, do you remember? Do you, do you remember the point where they're, I think they're in the alleyway, and it's one of the early points the of... Well, of Spawn and him meeting pretty much for the first time in the alleyway. Okay. And then he walks away. Uh, I can't remember. I don't know if it's that or it might have been the battle. Then he walked away. But he walks away and he grabs the piece of pizza that's got like the magnets oh, and stuff yeah. on it. Yeah. Takes a bite. So apparently those were live wax worms that were on the pizza and he ate them. Like they're yeah. actual real he wax worms. Wow. He did that in the shot, and then they cut, and he vomited all over the place. That's oh, fair. God. I mean, well, You know I what? All mean... respect to Charlie Day, I think John Leguizamo is my Luigi. Yeah, that's what? fair. No. Yeah, he goes for it. Yeah, so, so the, the makeup for the clown took eight hours to apply. Eight hours. They eventually got down to four hours. He said he had blisters and calluses all over his face and neck from it. Uh, the prosthetics... Basically, had no cooling system at all, so he was just sweating. And he said he described it as uh, as like he was wearing a full body condom. God, like a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> That's how he described it. <laughs> so he's just getting fucked the whole time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, like he he went for it. I mean, a lot of it oh, was better that than a sock. It, it's it's really weird how many like <laughs> casual like how many slurs and just like yeah, like, just really like. You know, like, look how edgy we are, stuff was in there. Like, was it like that in the original comics? I don't remember if the original comics were like that exactly, or they were just... I was thinking the same thing. I was like, he was he was pretty harsh, but I don't recall that. But it's been a very long time since I read those. Anyways, other other uh, 
cast, yeah, Michael J. White. I think he did a pretty good job. As someone who had to wear, you know, facial prosthetics for most of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I just got to say that I wrote down in my initial part, I wrote this down as 90, 1997's wettest movie. Because <laughs> everything looked fucking soaked and gross. And yes. Uh, like, when he changed into Spawn, he just looked like sticky and yeah. wet and yeah. like and it never got better and i was just like i'm perpetually grossed out not in a good way no. from watching this movie it's just ugh. just yeah. a damp damp film <laughs> it's, it's it's a so, damp it's moist they had so to get moist. like the grittiness across and they just did it with gross it, not in the right way not me and there's maggots and bugs and rats and all sorts of just gross yeah shit. Like, otherwise everybody's like, 100% just looks like it's on a set but i mean like there's it's a gross set yeah yeah but it's like a hundred percent glistening sweaty set that's yeah. just like shot in florida in july all with of no that air is John Leguizamo and uh, Michael J. White's actual sweat in those yeah, goddamn they were just suits sprayed around under these lights in like some warehouse. Can and, I get like, a towel? No, man, where. we got to do another take. Save it. Save that sweat. Yeah, that studio Ooh, yes. saving sweat. Disgusting. As for the actual movie, what did you guys think of it? It was. Uh, it, it was, was certainly nineteen ninety seven. It was 1997 as heck. As heck. You know what? And I remember seeing it and enjoying it to a certain extent. Yeah. Not even true. I don't want to play it down. I liked it. And I was like, that was pretty fucking cool. But you know what? You got to take it into the context of the time that from a kid, I've been waiting for uh, like a decent um, comic book going to a movie sort of thing. And it just. It's it had never happened. It, well, Batman had been before that, so that was my first introduction. But that was quite a while before. You're talking that's what like ten years before. Oh, nine. absolutely. So you're like waiting yeah. around and like nothing and nothing, and then this whole explosion of Image Comics happens. So it's like a whole other world, and there's other characters to play with now. And like, oh, Spawn, Spawn's the best. It's so cool. And then oh, we're doing a movie. And like it's like just skipping past Marvel and DC, not having done anything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you get that. And it was awesome. And then I don't think I've watched it since then. No, since I, I know I haven't. Theater. And then watching it now, I'm like, holy shit. Like, that's not a good film. <laughs> in any way, sense, and form. Like, well, in I, terms I, of, I, like, I, just... I feel a little some bad of the stuff we now talked that about. we've all, all, like, you know, nostalgia has just been, like, destroyed. <laughs> well, but you know what? That's that's what it is. You have a it certain aspect of, time, of it. You know? But it's like, then it's also, like, I watch a lot of movies, and I, I really study movies and how they're crafted now. And, yeah. how like, it just the amount of the, the quick cut editing in this movie was oh, and nauseating. The weird oh, transitions. Oh, my God, yes. You may as well have, like, a, have a Batman logo coming at the screen. Weird, like, and, and there was a lot of the burn things, digital effects. Yeah. <sighs> oh my god, yeah. that was so weird. The editing was so weird. Like I just <laughs> yeah. so many very strange choices. I just don't just, know why. So 
I think at the time it, it, it sort of, you know, divided critics, divided fans. Currently, it's sitting at 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yikes. Wow. I feel like it does not deserve a 17%. I'd give it, you know, the thir- 30s, mid-30s. Yeah, that's fine. It, it also grossed uh, nearly $88 million worldwide, which that's pretty good for 1997 dollars, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For I like a so. new line cinema yeah. thing. Like, for you what, know, what it else was, does yeah. they have? Like Nightmare on Elm Street? It more than doubled the budget. So, I mean, at the yeah, time, I feel like for something from New Line Cinema, listen, it's no, listen, New Line Cinema uh, didn't do as good a job with the comic book property as it did in 1990, uh, but that's fine. That's fine. Listen. Yeah. That's what I permanently associate New Line Cinema with. <laughs> I did write down, it's a shitty wet crow. <laughs> it is a shitty wet crow. And that yeah, is the title true. of this episode. Shitty white crow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not really like, you know, the crow is like very angsty and stuff. And like Spawn's yeah, a yeah. little angsty. He's like, get out of here, kid from Full House. Yeah. Come back and hang out later though. We'll be yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they were. It's and and that was another like it it was a movie that didn't have a sense of itself, really. Yes. Of just right. what to do and what to pick. We got I want to appeal to this, but I want to appeal to this and yeah. It felt very, I think there was like a struggle for whether or not to make it like, if it, like they wanted to be a PG-13 movie or whatever, and I feel like they wanted to make it like an R-rated movie, and I feel like there was maybe a pullback and forth there, where sometimes it definitely felt like a PG-13 movie, but, you know, they also yeah gross and upsetting in some ways. I mean, I, I yeah. do appreciate, yeah. I do appreciate the PG-13-ness of the dog was okay the whole time, and I just want to say that out front. Thank goodness. Though I gotta say, I, I thought that, like, the emotional core of this obviously would be, like, you know, he's wife, you know, he, he, she's, you know, he, she's pregnant, he dies, he has to come back. It was, we, every scene where, like, he is there as Spawn with that entire family was just weird and awkward in a very strange way. In a very, like, I'm watching you from the bushes kind of way, yeah. It felt very yeah. strange. At one point, like, literally. Yeah, because yeah. I was thinking, like, is, is Spawn gonna, you know, at this point, do they just know? Like, she seemed kind of almost mad when she realized it was him, and it's just like, is he gonna get split and you know custody? What? And is he gonna have to, like, so, pick her up every other weekend and uh, bring to the yeah, alley? Yeah, he's gonna have to like, bring her to his his wet city. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to see her dog, My shitty who, wet city. Who, who, the parents just, like, abandoned multiple times? They're bad with that dog. That dog Fair deserves point. better than Fair that point. family. That dog's doing better in that alley, and that is not a compliment. So, going back to what <laughs> I said, you uh, thought it at, was yeah <laughs> at the start that the the 1998 Blockbuster Entertainment Award uh, favorite supporting actress in a horror movie Teresa Randall. Yeah. So that plays she's she played Wanda. Yeah, she had eight lines. Not a slight at all to that actress. No. She did what she could with what she had, but, there was but that was nothing. such a shitty role for her. Oh, it was and horrible. Considering, it was just- like, even in the in the comic, it's much better. Like it, the the connection, and he's he's trying to get back to her, and there's more of her, and there's more 
of that relationship. And I get that it's a, it's an hour and a half movie, whatever. Like you can yeah. cram it in. It's not done well. It's not set up Every well. It's single character was perving on her in the grossest ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awkward as hell. Yeah, uh, Martin Sheen. Oh God, that was just. Yeah. Uh, can I also point out? I went down a rabbit hole with um. There's Melinda Clark, who's the actress yes. who played Priest. Oh yes. yeah, Julie Cooper. Julie Cooper from the OC. Yeah. Oh, the OC. Okay, yeah. yeah. I've never watched the OC, so I she don't was, know. She was but also I was on like, Gotham. Yeah, I was going to get to that. So she's been on OC, CSI, Entourage, Nikita, Vampire Diaries. She was on Gotham as Grace Van Dahl. And then as I'm looking through her IMDb list, the last entry is 2018 Swedish Dicks. And I'm like, pardon me? Pardon me? <laughs> this episode is over. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've got some Googling to do. But I was like, is this weird? Is this inappropriate? But I looked at it and I want to see this show now because it's actually about uh, Spawn, Swedish private detectives, one of which is Peter Stormare. Oh, no way. He's a Swedish detective in L.A. or something. And Keanu Reeves is in it's a TV show. He's in 13 episodes of it. Oh my god. This is from And it looks really good. I think it only ran for a season, but I'm like next on the list, checking out Swedish This Six. is her last. This is her like most recent credit. This is uh yeah, Melinda wow. Clark 2018. I so, mean like that seems like a really hmm. I mean you're in a project with Peter Stormare and uh, Keanu Reeves. That's pretty good, but she might have decided, listen, the premise of this show, the people in the show, I'm out. Not topping this. Yeah. Bye bye. Yep. I got high, yep. high hopes for Swedish Dicks. I don't. I don't know if she was a prominent thing or just like a, a one off character. Well, yeah. There's what? only one way to find but, out, and that's watch Swedish Dicks. Watch Swedish Dicks. Yeah. I mean, in in summation, it was a movie. It happened, and we lived through it. We lived through it more than once. For you, the listener. Yeah. You're welcome. If you, the listener, have another opinion or another little tidbit or anything you'd like to add to our uh, examination of Spawn, the glory of 1997, uh, please uh, drop a comment. We're on uh, Instagram, uh, Zero Issues Pod, or uh, Zero Issues Come Podcast on Facebook. Uh, yeah. If there's other terrible uh, old comic movies that you want, uh, or you know, really good ones that you want us to watch and talk about, yeah, uh, send us send us a message about them, and we, you know what? I promise we'll do it. I promise. Yeah, we'll definitely do it. We've done a few already, and we're we've probably seen whichever one you're talking about, mm-hmm. and we'll do it again. Odds are. Uh, until then, let's let's tell the good people who we are. Uh, I will I will so graciously go first. Uh, my name is Kyle Lees, and you can check my stuff out uh, wherever you find the the Kyle Lees uh, thing of... Damn it, my name's Kyle Lees, and you can check my stuff out. <laughs> I blew it. I blew it. The seal of the seal of quality. I don't know. Shut up. You can check my stuff out. <laughs> the Lee seal of Damn quality. Damn it. I'm Kyle. <laughs> I'm Kyle? Who am Where I? Where did he go? Where did who go? I'm stuck in some wet crow world. Anyways, what? I am Merck. You can find me at MerkAsylum.ca, M-E-R-K-A-S-Y-L-U-M.ca. Merck on Facebook, Merkanaut, like astronaut 
on uh, Instagram. Uh, let me just say that by this time that this episode's coming out, I should have, um, for the local folks in T-Bay, uh, Chilling Tales of Thunder Bay <gasps> comic. What? I've been doing a couple like mock-up covers for a number of years, making fun of our sweet, sweet little town. Uh, but I decided to, uh, I'm doing a new thing that I'm calling, uh, Merck's Quick and Dirty Comics. And, uh, really fast, I drew this comic. And it's pretty funny. I like that. Uh, if you want to see, uh, the, me draw the past nine mayors of Thunder Bay all in zombie form, check it out. Ooh. Oh. Yep. Now, are any of them touching the queen's butt? <gasps> I almost referenced that. Oh He's my. in it. He's in it. Uh, for those that don't know, Walter Asif, former mayor of Thunder Bay. Asif, uh, come on. Slapped, I know, slapped or touched, depending on who you uh, talk to, um, mm-hmm. the queen's butt when she visited. Good job, Thunder Bay. Stay he classy, San Diego. just getting a gummy Venus de Milo off of there. You, come on. <laughs> ah, yeah. Poor yes, reference. Anyway, I'm Brian Kodak. Welcome to Hereafter.com. Sure. Thanks, as always. <laughs> da, to, da, uh... da, 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 da. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> Thanks, as always, to Ocean City Defender, uh, the musician, not the uh, not the video game. If you see a Nintendo seal of quality on Ocean City Defender, then it's a video game. And if you see, I don't know, I'm going to say glasses on Ocean City Defender, it's a guy who makes music, and he made music for this show, and it's really good, and he can make stuff for you. Go check him out. Do it! I agree. And that's it. (laughs) Happy All Saints Day, everybody. Happy All Saints Day, everyone. Hit it, All Saints. Just come around.